0: QR codes are a scam. I'm a completely allergic to them. I think ever since that Coinbase commercial in Super Bowl and then crypto yes. dropped by like 95%, I'm not touching QR codes.
1: Welcome back to the walkthrough where each and every single week we walk you through this week's trending topics in real estate. I am today's co-host and more recently crowned moderator and captain of BAM, not a big deal, Dan O'Neill. And I am now the official conductor of the show. So because of that, today with me, I have brought the A-team. And joining me, as always, is my handsome, tanned, big-brained co-host, Eric, the broke agent, Simon. Eric, how are you today?
0: It's great to be here i don't know about the tan although i did lay out a couple days ago i got my wedding in one month so i'm trying to start working in that base later layer a little bit so i did 45 minutes on the front never tanning back as i've said before tanning back is just like lifting legs there is no point that is why you are <laughs> who you
1: are i have also joined that's why i returning... look like a trapezoid <laughs> i'm also joined by returning hot take guest With over 1 billion in sales. Yes, that is B as in billion. Andrew Undum from Baltimore, Maryland. Andrew, how are you today, my friend?
2: Hey, I'm doing so good. Flattered to be back on the show. And I just got to co sign everything Eric just said legs, tanning the back. I don't trust somebody. Okay, I don't even trust them if you're out there tanning your back. So thanks, Eric.
0: I mean, if you got to tan back a little bit, I understand, so you don't have one completely white side and a tan side, but maybe do 45 on the front, 15 on the back. Candace, you're from Florida. What are your thoughts on this? Hey, My thoughts minute.
3: are is I take it. Because you don't before, want to be out in the sun too much, so take care, Eric.
1: Okay. Be, before we get into Candice's tanning schedule, okay, we need to introduce her first because this is, a very, this is this is a very special Correct. occasion. We, for the very first time ever – we need females in the worst way, and I can't think of a better, more successful, more qualified guest than Mrs. Candace Decker, team leader of the Avenue at EXP in Cape Coral, Florida. Florida, Candice, welcome to the show. How are you today?
3: Thank you. such an honor to be here. We needed you. And so represent not,
1: the lead. Honor, the the honors are honor ours. We needed you. <laughs> All right, and I have to say just for the absolute for the last episode, I was absolutely in one. I hadn't slept a wink. We were in Vegas. I'm in Albany now. I didn't really quite think I was aware of what was going on of being named captain and permanent co-host. So I mean I was really just hanging on by a thread every second trying not to die. So for everybody that dropped my name in the comments or everybody that ran up the views and allowed me to be the moderator, thank you very much. And Eric, before we get into today's juicy topics, a word from our sponsors. All right. The
0: walkthrough podcast is presented by Keeping Current Matters, your go-to source for the insights and content you need to be the market expert. KCM is the best in the business at taking the latest housing data and curating it into powerful visuals and marketing content for video and social media that helps you look great and gives you tons of value for your clients and prospects. At a time when the market's changing and consumers are asking the questions most agents don't know the answer to, KCM makes it easy to build your brand as the market expert. Check out trikcm.com forward slash BAM so you can master the market and your marketing today. There's also a link down in the description. All right, Danny, let's get into the topics.
1: All right, let's get into the topics. Great ad read. Topic number one, top excuses for avoiding video marketing and how to overcome them from BAM staff. The highest share to date of surveyed U.S. businesses, 91% use video marketing to reach their audience online according to Wise Owl's new report. And while that's a high percentage, it also means that 9% of businesses do not use video marketing. The report shares common excuses for avoiding video and ones that we've all heard and probably used before. And these excuses include not knowing what content to create, video is too expensive, and they don't see the ROI in using video. As for individuals who all make great use of video, what do you guys have to say to the 9% who are not making video and these excuses? And Andrew, Mr. Hot Take, I will start with you.
2: Well, I got to come in guns blazing because I know that stat's wrong. <laughs> Maybe 90, 91% of businesses businesses use it, but how about mm-hmm. the people in the businesses? I think the usage may be around 20%, 30%, particularly if you're looking at our business where everyone's a 1099 independent contractor, we're our own, our own businesses. I'd say, would be generous to say 30% of the licensed realtors are using video. So I think it's dramatically less. Of course, every business has somebody in some department posting something on video. Um, I just want to start there. And I love the fact that most people won't do it because, look, it's kind of tough. You have to have something to say that's compelling. You have to get someone to record it. Then maybe you edit it. Then you have to have a distribution strategy and tie it all together. And that's our biggest opportunity as entrepreneurs, as agents, to lean into that because the, it's the greatest gift ever given to us that most people won't do this, yet it's the most impactful thing to do to get your personal brand out there. So,
1: and, and Have you seen, do you have a specific ROI number on your content? Because Eric and I were talking about it before the call, like there's no way for me to put an ROI in my video, right? Like I'm not actually seeing a video directly correlate to making money, but it's more of the long-term play, more of getting your brand and your name out there.
2: What's well, like what Gary Vee always says? What's the ROI of your mom? I mean, there's things that are super <laughs> so important. Yeah, Gary V says he, that. He says that all the time. Yeah, because <laughs> that's a question that you can't really answer. What is? What's the ROI of people knowing me and valuing my opinion on a topic that I'm knowledgeable about? Geez, <laughs> could you even put a number on it? I'd be willing to say at least thirty to forty percent of our business. We're you know say you hover around five hundred deals. At least mm-hmm. over 100 to 150 of our deals directly come from people reaching out to us because they saw us somewhere in a video capacity. I'd be confident saying that.
1: Yes. Candace, what about you? You, you posted a, an amazing video this morning with your, with your puppy. Wait, that, that's like the number one way to get engagement and views is just put your cute dog in the video. Candace, you are, you've made a career off video. Uh, what would you say to these people that have these excuses and how to overcome them?
3: Well, first off, it blows my mind that we're still having this conversation in 2023. I mean, when was YouTube created, right? And you look at people like Gary Vee, who created his entire brand on really crappy videos. His first videos were awful, as were my first videos. They're atrocious. I hate looking at them. But what I think think is that most people are afraid of failure, and so they don't want to go through the the painful process that all four of us went through when we started video, which was turning it on and actually having something to say, whether it was intelligent or not, it may not have been, but we went through it. We went through the failure. We went through the pain. We went through the embarrassment, right? Maybe some of our videos sucked and we had haters and people throwing tomatoes at us. Cool. We went through all of that and got out on the other side. And so what what I would urge people to do if you are still not doing it you have to hit play you have to start somewhere and realize that the greatest people who have done videos and grew their brands all started in the same place as you we're not any different we just we just push through the failure
1: yeah and, and i mean eric you like to the excuse of not having a video team or having anybody to edit before you had bam all of your TikToks and all of your front-facing videos, you made yourself. You didn't have, you have a video team. Correct, yes.
0: Made all this video myself. I basically sat in my room with a ring light on and <laughs> pressed play and it was horrifying with my girlfriend in the other room listening to me lip sync and do all these <laughs> cringe-inducing videos. But that's one of the, the main excuses here is not having a video team and basically not having the money to spend on video marketing. And in my opinion, this is a dumb excuse because your phone is right there, obviously. You could go green screen mode. Candice, you've been crushing the green screen videos. There is zero editing. There's zero video uh, editing or camera guys or audio that you need to make these videos work. So all you have to do is flip out your phone. Another one of the excuses, I think, was like you mentioned, the ROI and people saying, well, I'm not getting any listings from this or I'm not seeing any direct correlation between posting the videos. This is obviously a long term game. It's not like you post a video where you post an Instagram reel and then 15 people message you right away saying, Oh my God, I want to list my house with you. That was such a great video on renting versus buying. It's the long game. It's the at bats. It's setting up those digital real estate signs in people's heads and just letting uh-huh. them know that, you know, you're actually in the business and doing this. So like Candace, do you ever track your ROI from these videos? Like is there a direct correlation between how much you're posting in the listings or you just understand it's the long game?
3: I tried. It's absolutely the long game. I've been doing video for over 10 years now. So you know, and a really funny point is a lot of times the videos that have helped me land a listing or a buyer or recruit an agent are the ones with the lowest amount of views. And I think that people get stuck on looking at the amount of views that they have and not looking at the consistency. So you're like, oh, I'm only getting 50 views on YouTube, or I'm only getting a hundred. Those are a hundred human beings that are watching your content. Like to me, that's crazy. It only takes one view.
1: One, one view could be a million dollar deal for you. Sorry to interrupt you. Hey,
3: I have a
2: request. I have a, well, Candice, I totally co-signed on what you were just saying, but Eric, when he was doing that raw stuff, and I, I guess you still do it. That was some of the funniest stuff. That's what got me hooked on Broke Agent. Eric sitting, tossing a baseball up and down. And I know he's just recording <laughs> it with his phone, calling someone a double ending prick. That just right. told me on it. Yeah. Um, but the number one excuse I actually think is that people have such a fear of what other people are going to think. And that's just human nature. Yeah. We don't need to go super psychologically deep on that. But a great, a great quote I heard is, you'll stop worrying about What other people think of you when you realize how seldom they do. Facts. They're not actually thinking about you. We're all in our own heads. And then the next layer deep is well, what if they don't like me? Then I'm gonna get these haters. Haters are the best thing ever. Like and I no (laughs) one gets more shit talked to them than me on TikTok.
0: Yeah, I I try to think that all the time. And if I post something that gets, you know, crap engagement. No one is saying, like, oh my God, the Brocaded Post got 40% less posts. Like, they literally just see it, they laugh, they walk away, they live their lives. We're all in our own head here. So, and then well, uh, and we're we're all gonna, our, the other. We're also
1: our own biggest critique, right? Like, all, the yeah. eczema that I have that I feel, or, or the gray hairs that I think I <laughs> I've see. I've never is, seen
0: this like, eczema, by the way. I've, I've been right up close to you my entire life. Well, not my entire life, I guess the last couple of years. I haven't seen your one entire life of eczema.
1: So, but, but these insecurities that, that I feel right. That I see on camera, nobody else notices them. We, we only, we're the biggest critics of ourselves. We're the ones that see these insecurities. The one excuse that I could like kind of agree with that was in this article. And we'll wrap it up with this is not knowing what to come up with. Like right now, I kind of feel as if I'm in a little bit of a content drought, like idea drought. That's the only, that's the only one that I could really kind of relate to and agree with. Everything else is sort of just get out of your own head and, and, it's stats and, and proven data that video marketing works, right? How else can you reach the amount of people that you can reach with video? You can't go door knock on 300,000 houses. You can't go cold call three, like good luck doing that. But the only one that I can agree with is, is content droughts and ideas. How do you guys get around that? Or do you even not even, you don't even have that issue.
2: Go ahead, can't describe, can't, yeah, well, well, I'll, I'll just give one real quick is, it's another Gary Vee kind of thing. He was kind of like the godfather of the content movement who's been around the block. He always says, you gotta, when you're in a drought, you just start documenting versus trying to create. Documenting what you're actually doing. And in our industry, it can be as simple as, hey, I just left this home inspection. Can you believe these home inspectors? That TPRV valve didn't terminate within 18 inches of the ground. How stupid is that? Like, when you're just documenting. <laughs> that's, and a, it's like, that's a great video. Yeah. It it's like, guys, today I'm going to educate you on TPRV valves. If you're thinking about buying or selling, got to know <laughs> it, got to know it. And that's just your day to day. It's like, Danny, you could be talking about all your travel and your speaking, and that's going to be a big part of your life probably moving forward. And that's what I want to see. Tell me how you felt afterwards. Geez, pretty scary before, but Candace, what do you do? Cause you know, I was looking at your socials before this and you're, you don't stop. So I know you got a strategy.
3: You know what? I just share things that I'm doing. I decided that in 2023 I was going to give away my entire playbook of business. And so if I'm working on something, I'm just going to share it and that's why I'm doing a lot of green screen. I'm just sharing what I'm actually doing in real time. And I think whether you're a brand new agent sharing the trials and tribulations of your first year in real estate or you're a top producer showing, you know, how difficult it is to navigate your your, you know, life and work balance, whatever it is. I think you've got to find what's relatable. And I think a lot of the content right now is a little bit boring. So I thought, well, why not just actually share what I'm doing and try to help people?
0: Yeah, if you check out our... Yeah, exactly. That's not boring at all. If you check out our last walkthrough video, we went deep on chat GPT and how to come up with video ideas. Literally, all you have to do is type in, what should I post as a real estate agent on TikTok in February. It's going to give you Valentine's ideas. It's going to give you Groundhog's Day, Super Bowl, anything like that. So (laughs) at at this point, there's literally no excuse to not come up with content on how to create. And then also um, the, the questions your clients ask you, right? Anytime your clients are asking you questions, these are obvious hooks for videos. So... We get it. Be on video. Let's move topics. We've talked about this 6,000 yes. times. If, if right. I mean, we should honestly delete this entire segment. Everyone knows to get on yes. video.
1: Yes, we, we should delete the segment. You're right. We should, we should delete this episode. Uh, but make sure to like <laughs> and subscribe if you haven't already. Um, <laughs> give us a thumbs up here if you like what we're doing. Uh, so oh topic number God. two. I
0: can't believe we just did a segment on being on video. That is hilarious
1: that we just did that. But topic you know we number two. 12 creative ways. This is actually very valuable. 12 creative ways to how real estate agents can use QR codes in their business. QR codes are everywhere. Uh, Ever since the pandemic, I feel like I haven't seen a single dinner menu once, uh, just QR codes. So my team and I have been implementing them, whether it's open houses, our signs, on our listings. Like you see Sirhan's National Commercial is basically just a giant QR code. Super Bowl ads, no one hands out cards anymore, it seems like. We send direct mail uh, with nothing more than just like, hey, want to know the value of your home and a QR code. QR codes are everywhere. So, Candace, what are some ways that you and your team are implementing QR codes in your business today?
3: We use it at open houses. So, when somebody comes in, we have an iPad up. They can just, they can just scan the code for the property information. And then um, we also gather their information on an automatic sign-in. And then I love it for direct mail. You know, because on direct mail, you want a quick, easy call to action. And Look, yep. nobody wants to get on the phone anymore, right? So, what's a really easy way to when someone gets their mail, they want to, they want more information, get that QR code. So, those are my top two.
1: Yeah. We, we've been, she just mentioned another just... big upside. Okay, we'll Andrew.
2: Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, well, she said, no one wants to get on the phone anymore. Huge opportunity. Cause that's so true. Just like people don't want to do video. People don't want to get on the phone. That's where you're going to catch up to them. That's where you're going to start spanking people. If you want to come to work every day, <laughs> but go ahead, Danny deals.
1: Well, I was just going to say what, what's really working for us. I mean, aside from like the sign in sheets at open houses, right? There's no more pen and paper. It's just scan the QR code. But what's really been working is we've been sending out direct mail with literally, it, it's just a blank piece of, of paper that says, do you want to know the value of your home and a QR code? And all they have to do is just scan it. And we get their information, they plug in their address, whatever. And then we now can send them a free CMA. They go right into our database. That's been like the ROI on that. If we want to put a number to it is 1000. Everybody should be implementing that in their business. Andrew, is there anything specifically that you guys are doing with QR codes?
2: Yeah. With the direct mail piece, I think that's huge because you want to take someone from the physical environment into the digital. So you don't have to do it everywhere. If you're already engaging with them online, maybe QR codes aren't the absolute best. Or if if it's a video, well, you're already on video. I don't need to get you into the digital world. But in that physical world, it makes a lot of sense. So on direct mail, and I like what you said with, it was just super simple. Do you want to know the value of your home? You give them a little kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. (laughs) You don't need to overwhelm them with all this stuff. Yeah, and you know that—that that stupid is really important at the end of it, cause so that's the hook. Okay, stupid, powerful word, mm-hmm. underutilized. Now, if you're gonna keep it simple, stupid on direct mail, what we're doing is these kind of big macro movements, which is, you know, we're first-time home buyers. They're actually renters, so we have the renter to buyer upgrade program. Okay, postcard. Half of it's the QR code. Half of it's our renter to buyer upgrade program. Mail it to every one of these big rental um, buildings. And then we invite them to a happy hour at a local restaurant. Hey, we're going to pay for the buffet, two drinks on us. We're here to educate you. Here's some discounts. Here's what's going on. Just give them a little kiss. Hey, we know you're renting. And that QR code can lead you not just to how many clicks did I get? Did I get their name? You can build out these beautiful forms. So what we're having success with is here's my name. Here's my address. Here's my email. Here's my cell phone number. Here's what I'm paying in rent. And here's my t- ideal time frame. Here's when my lease is up. Now that would be for the renter to buyer upgrade program versus Here's a list of people who bought homes in new home communities, which statistically don't have a lot of buyer representation on them. That's a great place to farm. Yeah. And you'd say, we have a home merchandising strategy, not staging. That's what everyone says. Hey, would you like to meet to discuss how to optimize your equity in the event you're looking to sell in the next three years? Here's our whole home merchandising strategy. It's giving people what they want before they actually want it. Like Steve Jobs, <laughs> like he, you yeah. want this? You like this shit? This phone is so sexy that you're going to lick the buttons off of it. People didn't even know they wanted it.
1: <laughs> oh, I love this guy. Eric, how are you guys implementing QR so, codes?
0: Are you doing the kiss-spank We're not implementing like QR codes. No, we're not, <laughs> we're not doing anything with QR codes. QR codes are a scam. I'm completely allergic to them. I think ever since that Coinbase commercial in Super Bowl and then crypto yes. dropped by like 95%, I'm not touching QR codes. The <laughs> pandemic made me hate QR codes. Every menu that I see with a QR code, I want to smash with my face. So, right now, we're not doing anything, but we're a digital company. We already have people right. watching us. So, what Andrew said is completely right. What Candace says is completely right. Getting them from the physical to the digital. How do I get their contact yes. information as simple as possible? Totally get that. But from a media company perspective, we have not utilized these. I think, like you said, Dan, Sir Hant just did a QR code commercial, his first TV yep. commercial we're actually about to get into another topic about Sirhan. But I I know there's fun things you could do with QR codes. You could do little scavenger hunts. You could do uh, virtual tours. Like if you're actually doing a virtual tour through, I don't know, not through the MLS necessarily, but you could have a QR code in a certain room. Maybe you click that, that QR code goes to more information about the centerpiece, the chandelier, something like that. Uh, But right now I'm not touching QR codes. I don't like them. (laughs)
2: yeah i hate that last, last, last bit. point like we're playing pokemon go yeah pokemon exactly go with that, was, that was
0: just one, that was one of the 12 <laughs> creative things in this article on chat, AM, which: chat is gdp gave a that to Eric. article <laughs> yeah if, if you're doing if you're setting up a scavenger code qr code you should be thrown in prison because you have way too much time <laughs> yeah. in your, well, your it, hands it, and that is psychotic just,
2: just quit the business if you're gonna quit the business play. yeah
0: exactly it,
1: if there's anything that we missed and you're using qr codes in your business make sure to drop it in the comments last point for me uh, another thing that we're doing that's working is we're actually putting it on our signs. So now mm-hmm. instead of calling, hey, you know, my phone number, right, with the listing, they could just pass by the house, scan the QR code, and now we get their information or they get information on the house. And that seems to have been a huge win for, for myself and my team. All right, moving on. Yeah, physical physical to three. digital. Yeah. Physical, quick to, for you digital. physical yeah. to digital.
0: How, how do you set yeah. up these QR codes? Is it myqrcode.com? I know there's a bunch of websites I was looking up before this, but how do you actually set up the QR codes? We use Canva. Okay.
1: That's just Google. All right, there you go. They're free. Yeah. yeah. Canis?
3: Same, Canva.
1: Yeah. Okay, Didn't topic number to
3: three.
1: Topic number three. Broker Tamir Shamish, I, I am probably not pronouncing that correctly, lands at Nest Seekers at, after Sirhan exit. Um, so following basically his ultimate departure from Sirhan's brokerage after only just a year, this gentleman, Tamir Shamish and his team have now joined Nest Seekers. This is their fourth brokerage in six years. We all love what Sirhan's doing. We talked about him earlier. Big, big fan. I mean, Andrew is literally his, his long-lost brother. I think we could all agree. And I don't want to put anyone down, but four brokerages in six years seems a little bit diabolical. That should probably tell you a little bit about – behind the scenes but what I think we wanted to bring this up was because Sirhan is doing such a great job of branding getting his name out there getting the brokerage out there but it seems that he's having a tough time landing top like top top talent and I think part of it is because it is his name and in a way you kind of become a second fiddle to that like for myself for for Andrew I'll, I'll speak for you I don't know why I'm doing that but like I could see us joining Sirhan, right, and that would make sense. But for some of these top luxury agents in the city in Miami, I feel like it's tough for them to to join his brokerage because it is his name. Um, Andrew, I'll start with you. A- any thoughts on him having a hard time recruiting or or keeping some of this top talent?
2: Well, I I think that guy's phenomenal, and I don't think he even gets enough credit, and he gets plenty because he is famous. But he, that guy's a hard worker, an absolute yes. savage. The uh, uh, working ninety hours a week, surrounding himself with really brilliant people. I was just with yeah. him up in, in New York, and I got to meet some of his team. Um, so I admire the guy. Now, what you said, Same. and look, he we talked about we talked about me going to Sirhan, um, and yeah. he was open to it. And I think his play is because he's going national, but he doesn't have any mm. geographic geographic kind of things. It's more, is there a fit? Do I like this person? Can we build around them? And I mean, I'm so happy where I'm at with Berkshire Hathaway and is look everywhere's good. There's a, it's the same concept of bouncing around to brokerages. The grass isn't greener. The grass is where you water it. It's greener where you water it, but his name is a tricky thing. This guy's got it's a, a tr- line
0: for everything. You got a quote for everything.
2: I'm pithy, <laughs> Eric. That's why, that's why I'm going to be a frequent guest. That's right. So yeah, Guilty is charged with the lines. But the point is, (laughs) is this, that Sirhan name, if God forbid, and I don't think he would, if he did something terrible, he went full Kanye for a minute. Yikes. Uh That's a problem for me if I'm Sirhan. And you always kind of are a little bit of second fiddle. Now, I don't think he hasn't changed brokerages six times in four years. That's that Tamir guy. No, no, no. It's the Tamir guy.
1: That but the, but that was like their top talent. That was one of the the top teams and top agents uh, within the company. So that's why it made, you know, the real deal. That's why it made Inman. It was more so, you know, that they're having a tough time retaining and recruiting top talent to the brokerage.
2: Well, and I'll just leave you with this. The reason people are gonna be leaving him, and it's hard for him to get top talent is because this business is such an egomaniac business, and it's never not gonna be. The type of people that this business attracts, I wanna be number one. I'm gonna make call my own shots especially the successful agents. Look, you got to be kind of alpha. You got to be kind of badass. Like Candace didn't get to where she is because she was passive. She gets stuff done. And when you're overshadowed by a bigger brand, and guess what? Ryan Serhant's probably always going to be bigger than us because he was on TV for 12 years and you're not going to catch up. People don't like that. And I think it's a mistake on their part, not Ryan's, their part, because being yeah. number two and number three can be very profitable. But you are right though. I mean, like
1: if he does go full Kanye, like you said, then you're kind of, you know, it's his last name, then you're into trouble. Big time. Candace, any thoughts?
3: Well, first off, this agent has total commitment issues. So that's number one. Um, but, you know, as far as Sirhan, Sir I, you know, what is his recruiting strategy? Is he trying to bring on the top agents in the country or does he have a different strategy? Now, with with his name, Sirhan as the brokerage, you know, I look at, you know, Corcoran, that's, you know, Barbara's name. That hasn't stopped her from recruiting big top talent, and there's a ton of other examples of that.
1: Keller Keller Williams. Keller Williams, yeah. yeah. Douglas Elliman, Chrissy.
3: But I think Ryan, with his his level of branding, I – as an agent may feel like I'm in his shadow too much that he's not letting the agents push forward enough and that they feel like he's just always going to overpower them as far as branding goes.
0: Yeah. I think it's, and the, it goes back ego. to the ego. Like, yeah, exactly. Just like Andrew was talking about, if you're an Aaron Kerman or a Josh Altman or any of these other, you know, mega, mega stars, you're not going to be want to you're not going to want to be under the surhant name. That's why they're under brands. Like, Douglas Elman, the agency, whatever. Um, yeah. But I, I also think that the Serhant brand and his brokerage is so good for new, not just newer agents, but agents who are really want to like double down on digital marketing because he has an entire force behind him. He has YouTube channels, he has editors, he has a media company, he has bloggers, he has this entire like media apparatus around him that other brokerages don't offer. And he, he literally has like different shows on his YouTube channel with his agents, like different reality shows about guessing the yeah. price. We had Talia McKinney, uh, one of his agents on the Overass podcast, who's a star in herself, not just from the show, but because she has her own YouTube series under his brand name. So I think for anyone who's trying to grow their brand and really learn from the master of digital marketing, this would be a fantastic place to land. And we're kind of just insinuating that he's not... Able to land top talent like the, I don't know who this Tamir guy is. Like you said, right. Candace, he's been at 15 brokerages in two years. Seems like uh, this guy's out of his mind.
2: Ryan probably well, I mean, kicked it, him
0: out. Tamir yeah, probably. Exactly.
2: Got, hey, hey, why don't you beat it, buddy? Exactly. I, I think
1: that I think that's what the, the 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 article did read that he was released or fired, and they didn't really kind of go into detail. But you, you're right too. Like it could be Ryan's model, right? Like Ryan could be wanting to just get that agent that's maybe doing five to 12 deals a year and throw some gasoline on their brand and double their, triple their business. So that, that could be, you know, his strategy too. And that would be- perfect. His brokerage is, it's also only two a... years old. Yes.
0: He, he has an enormous amount of time to build this thing into one of the most powerful brokerages. And it already has the name as one of the most powerful brokerages. I mean, Sirhan is synonymous yeah. with luxury and success and marketing and TV and everything you'd want his brand to be associated with as a real estate agent, it equals that. So he's on the right track. Yes.
2: One, one last thing on yeah. this piece, just because when I was there and I, I have this awesome vlog, we're going to post it next week. And I have like hours of footage in the can of me and Surant getting the tour of his building and all of his departments and all of the staff. And it used to be Tommy Hilfiger's. This is where the jeans were. Now, the guy this is, is <laughs> a master delegator. Now, this is why I trust him. This is why I would want to work with him, because he only does what he's the best at. He's made a list of every possible thing he wants to accomplish. And boy, it's a lot. And he only does the stuff that he can do. And these brilliant people, like his it like Sirhan EdTech platform, 35 full-time employees, got their own space. 35. Just working on that. This guy, dude, yeah, Kyle Scott's a freaking, and he surrounds himself with brilliant people. So all I'm saying is this, that guy's the man. He's going to get his haters, so be it. But look out for him in the next 10 years. He's not going anywhere unless he goes Kanye, thus not joining.
0: (laughs) He, he shows no <laughs> sign of, of going Kanye yeah. for the record.
1: <laughs> he won't. He won't. Yeah, he won't. He's too dialed. All right, but moving on to the next topic here. Make sure you throw us a like and a uh, comment here if you think uh, if you think what we're talking about. If you think Suhren's gonna go Kanye one day, let us know. Um, next topic is more marketing based. So this is right up Eric's strategy: TikTok and Instagram. So apparently, a governor—I don't know if he's the senator or the governor of Texas—has banned TikTok. After the rumors that the Chinese government have been using it to collect our info, this is one half of our marketing talk, but I'm curious, are you guys still on TikTok? I mean, Andrew, you said you're getting chirped relentlessly, so I'm, I'm guessing you are. But how do you feel about this potentially being a reality that they're using and stealing our information from us using the app? Candace, I'll start with you.
3: I am, I have not mastered TikTok. So I, I really go all in on Instagram, like a one track mind. You know, if I like start doing all sorts of crazy stuff, I'll be all over the place. So, um, I, I have one, I don't really utilize it. Um, it's for me when I was using it, it was a total waste of my time. So I got so sucked in on all these crazy videos. Um, so I, I don't use it. um. I don't know if the Chinese government wants to look at my phone. They're going to be really bored at all of the um, <laughs> content on there. Um, so yeah, but it sounds like sounds like you guys would be horrified
1: if they saw Eric's phone.
0: phone. <laughs> that is true, or just my TikTok search history. That's that's very true, Andrew. You look you look like you're about <laughs> to say something brilliant.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll give you another little pithy line. See what I. What I love that Candice just said is she's focused and she stays in her lane. Focus. Follow one course until successful. So go deep on one of these platforms. You just keep going on Instagram. Why would you stop doing, spread yourself thin when you're just going a mile deep in that one area? Now, TikTok, I wasn't doing TikTok. I meet this guy in my hometown who just so happened to be the number one mortgage guy on TikTok in the world. We're, we're, both with That's our his families- name. His name is Scott Betley, I met that a mortgage guy. guy.
0: Yeah, that mortgage guy. This guy has been racking up referrals from TikTok, just hitting every trend for the last since like the pandemic. He's got over a million followers, I think.
2: He does. Um, yeah. He does. Did you meet him at the Tom Ferry event?
0: Yeah, hey, I met him at a Tom Ferry mass. The guy is jacked out of his mind, too. He's got enormous arms. It's
2: so, Scott will tell you this. Head. I got him in there because I called Tom Ferry. And, and like, I'm not super affiliated with Tom Ferry, but I love the guy. And I think he's just a wonderful. You called um, him on a cell phone? His back yeah,
1: phone no, I, t- I
2: texted him. I said, well, look, so here's what happened. Scott Batley goes, hey, dude, you should be on TikTok. I don't know this guy. And I'm like, dude, look at me. He, he thinks I'm good on video. Yeah, I'm the real estate guy. But then he goes, yeah, no, I'm on TikTok. I have about a million followers. I'm getting about 100 mortgage applications a day. It's crazy. I'd love to show you how to use it. Well, now I'm interested. I'm like, holy shit. And he's a young dude, and I just wanted to help him. And I said, look, dude. So he, he got me on TikTok, went over his strategy. I started posting trending sounds. First video I did, got like a million views on it. Look at this Ryan Serhant looking like discount, make a wish, fake boy, like five, nine. <laughs> make it's, a wish
0: Surhan, that's
2: great. It's <laughs> relentless. relentless. Yeah. Um, but so I ended up getting, you know, I got a lot of views. And like, I got 5,000 followers, like in like a minute. And with Scott Batley's strategy, which was based on Trending Sounds. Um, so, look, just to answer your question, we could talk about this all day. But I told the guy, I said, I can't help you, but I think you have something really big on your hands nationwide, getting that amount of uh, mortgage applications. I think Tom Ferry might be able to help you. Let me connect you. Um, and that's what you guys would have done on this call, because that's what you, you try to put the good juju out in the universe. And he's been great course, to me. Yeah. I don't like this China stuff, okay? I'm not going political here, but I'm a patriot, all right? And he's... <laughs> If, if it's true, which is a little above my pay grade, I don't like yeah. it. I don't, I don't like it, I don't it don't either. Because like you know what they're doing. They're taking everything. I'm sure it's super big data, so crazy stuff. And anything that's going Im- to impact this country, I don't like it. Okay, well,
3: Can you so, just remember that they, they just had a spy balloon flying over us for a good couple of days?
0: Correct. They did. They did. And just just to be clear, Dan, they did not ban TikTok in Texas. Greg Abbott, who's the governor, is just yes. banning it on state devices, cell phones, laptops, government-issued devices. But this could be Got a it. sign of things to come. I mean, we've heard rumblings of this now for the last few months. We've even talked about it on this show. And I think, yeah. if anything, it does the exact opposite that Candace and Andrews said, where you actually do have to have a content strategy that's across multiple platforms. Oh, yeah. For example, if you went all in on TikTok, they banned TikTok. What are you going to do now? Now you have nothing else. Yeah. What's up, so Scott, Scott Bentley? Where's Scott yeah, Bentley like, at? Yeah. What are you going to do, Scott? <laughs> no, but Scott Scott has done a great job at repurposing his TikToks to Instagram. I follow him on both platforms. I'm sure he's posting them to Facebook Reels. Go ahead, Candice.
3: To your point, Eric, I'm glad you mentioned this. I mean, look at how many people's Instagrams have been hijacked by hackers. They've built a ton of followers. That happened to you? Yeah. So... I like to that point, maybe that idea that you should be posting on multiple different platforms in case that happens. Because what's your plan if that does happen? You go all in. Exactly. Stick
2: with an American company for one. We buy American. We promote American. We do content American. (laughs) And guess what? Every other content piece platform is American. Because we're the land of ingenuity, where I'm from in this country that invented business, that's how we do it, <laughs> and we've let these people in. You know, look, I'm just going to leave you with this. I don't like them on state devices, co-signing that. Yeah. So thanks for actually yes. uh, asking the question properly, Eric. Danny, we kind of misled us on these. The house right, of Senate, mis- senator, senators.
0: governor? But he, he acted like there was an all-out ban in the country on TikTok. Sometimes. There should work for the government. There,
2: there should be. If you work for the government, get off TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
1: done. Get off, Andrew. Do you drive American or do you drive German? Tesla. <laughs> Why on. is it
0: one or the other?
2: <laughs> Come on, I got Tahoe and a Tesla. Give me a break.
1: <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, thank you for correcting the uh the article there, Eric. Um, but the next piece of this is Instagram verification. And I raised my hand about being hacked because I essentially paid to have myself hacked at one point, and I was verified. I think I'm the only person in the world, in the country, to ever have had the blue check and then have it removed. So paid Instagram badges. They're suggesting now that they're going to be in Instagram's code, that they're going to be kind of replicating, I guess, Twitter and what Elon Musk is doing, like a similar system. A recently discovered code snippets references explicitly to a a paid blue badge on Instagram, Um, maybe even Facebook, too, I guess, with Meta. Eric, what are your thoughts? I mean, you obviously know my whole story about getting verified and then unverified. Do you think that this is something that is, is worth it? I know you pay for Twitter blue. I do as well. I get nothing out of it, but I believe you might. So Eric, I'll start with you on this one. How do you feel about Instagram oh, incredible. potentially? incredible. Thank you. Yes, of course. How do you feel about Instagram potentially uh, unveiling this where you could pay to be verified?
0: Yeah, well, Candace made a great point in the last segment about Realtors getting their Instagrams hacked and all these copycat accounts popping up. I mean, there's probably a million Dan.O'Neals. There's probably 5,000 Candace Deckers with six R's or two R's because all these agents over the last year, year and a half are getting their accounts taken down with lookalike accounts and crypto scams and everything. So I would be full, full, I would put all my support behind this. I think the verification is necessary to at least. Uh, you know, separate us from all the copycat accounts. I've seen an enormous impact on my Twitter account with Twitter blue, because now that I have that really? blue check, we're so, we're so used to seeing the blue check mean something that anytime something like this pops up on your Twitter feed, you take that account a little bit more serious. So my engagement and followers has completely skyrocketed. If Instagram implements this, I'd pay a hundred bucks a month for this. I'd pay a thousand bucks a month for this because it just gives you... You, you would that, empty your bank uh, account level for an
1: Instagram... For an Instagram, I've been paying for a blue you check would... for a
0: while, so 100% I would do this. And, and I think it, it gives your account more authority and more brand recognition, but it would definitely completely water it down as well. So, I mean, if you have a, a random agent with 500 followers that's also verified, then what does that mean to someone who actually has media and has thousands of followers and has an article in Forbes or something like that? Like, obviously, it'll water it down, oversaturated. Go ahead, Candice.
3: That's actually what I don't like about this, because now on Twitter, everyone has one. There's no differentiator between who is an influencer, who's built a large following, and everyone's the same. So I think it sucks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know, I don't have a strong opinion on this because I just don't know that much about it. But in the spirit of believability-weighted decision-making, which is what Ray Dalio, how he makes all his decisions, Bridgewater... <laughs> I look, see, uh, this you should write that down guys. Uh, Whenever you I'm have gonna. to make a decision on something like this, I want to find three triangulate three really believable people and I'm not here just to stroke you guys, but you guys run a media company. Your whole livelihoods are based around this stuff going properly. So what Eric just said, I said I'm a, I didn't know, but I am in 100% agreement with that. Oh wow, this is valuable. <laughs> and furthermore, what gets me is I don't like all the, the, the fake accounts, is one thing, and I'm not cool enough or big enough to ever, to anyone to even try to impersonate me. Although I did get my last name on Instagram, which I liked. It's just at Undum. Shout it out. Put all it right. up in the cut there, Eric. Go thank follow you. Undum.
0: Go follow him. Um, Haley, let's pop that up.
2: Yeah, thank you. Um, but I really don't like these fake followers, right? Like so many people have these accounts. I don't even know who to believe anymore. Like Danny, I, so we, we met a few weeks ago. We were hanging out in Philly. I'm like, damn, this guy's got a lot of followers. But I think I'm pretty sure they're real because you post something like you did the other day. You get like 22,000 mm-hmm. people liking it in 20 minutes. I'm like, that's real. And you have someone with 30,000 yeah. followers who's never got a like in their life. And I'm like, what's real? So would verification fix that, Eric?
0: No, it wouldn't. I mean, the hope would that it would, but I don't think it will. I think Instagram has a massive problem with bot commenters and fake followers and fake engagement yeah. right now. We're seeing that every time my account, The Broke Agent posts, the first 30 comments are all crypto scams. This has been going <laughs> on for a year now, and it, it it's kind of making the platform you know, hard to digest content on because you don't know what's real and what's not. So I'm hoping that there's a little something to this, that the Twitter verification process is is... Very easy. All you have to do is joke. open in your credit card information. There's, They don't check your driver's license. They don't check maybe your phone number, and that's pretty much it. So if Instagram yeah. were to do this, I'd want a little bit more barriers to entry. I would want, you got to put your license, phone number, maybe a couple of articles. They don't have to be in necessarily a huge news source, but maybe it's your agent profile on your property website or your agent website. And yeah. maybe it's your business idea if you're a media company. So just a little more steps, maybe a little bit more money. So there's not just every account with the blue checks, like Candace said.
1: Agreed. All right. Any, any final thoughts here before we wrap up this episode? Thank you guys so much for being a part. Really appreciate it, Candace. You are the GOAT. Thank you for joining us, Andrew. As always, you make me, <laughs> he, I learn every time
2: I'm in the room with you, and I love it. And you look handsome as hell, as always. Any final thoughts? Well, I gotta tell you, I fixed my lighting. I fixed my lighting this time. The last episode, it looked like I came out of Ground Zero, covered in chalk, uh, like I hadn't seen the sun in, in that many days. But in the spirit of Instagram, a I'll wild leave you with reference. This. Yeah, I don't know. Like, look, it was just crazy it was, analogy. It was, it was just I looked disgusting. You guys were making fun uh. of me I had the red lights. I looked like a devil. It was a bad look. So thanks for letting me come back. But Instagram, you know that guy who owns it. Here's, I'll leave you with this. The guy comes out there, Alex something, give you the Adam Instagram update.
0: Yeah, that guy yeah.
2: comes out here with these with his 10 bracelets and his beaded necklace talking about stuff that no one cares about. I don't know about you, but until I don't want to hear about anything else until he fixes the problems you just described. Hey, we're bringing this back. Hey, we want to make sure yeah. you're getting paid. No one cares, buddy.
0: Yeah, I agree. Why don't he's you fix those, the bots? He's got those pretentious glasses on too, acting like every update's going to help us. Every update hurts us on Instagram. I do have one more question for for both of you, for all three of you. We got the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday. I want predictions. And then if you're doing anything from your real estate business perspective, Candace, are you dropping off, you know, Salsa. little mini footballs at your client's house? Are you hosting a Super Bowl party? What are you doing like marketing wise for the Super Bowl?
3: Well, I'm gonna be chilling at home, making some nachos. So that's that is all I've got.
0: Okay, got it. What about predictions? Who do you want to win?
3: I don't care. The Bucks okay. were out, so
0: Okay, that. that's right. Andrew?
2: Well, I'll tell you this. Cute little footballs. Ace Ventura, you made me think of that. I'm not doing any marketing for this, but I will tell you this, unequivocally, it's going to be a blowout, and this will not be close. And the Eagles, I don't even like the Eagles. I actually kind of hate the Eagles as a Baltimore Ravens fan. They are going to absolutely systematically destroy this team, and I've been saying it for a long time. This will be a blowout comparable to Ravens 2012 when that team didn't store didn't score. All right, thank you. I gotta go guy. Thank you. Okay, Andrew. Thank you. I'm taking I, the I Eagles agree. at minus
0: two. Yes. I'm taking the under under 51. Yes. And I think I think Eagles win 24-14.
2: I'd take a minus twelve. Easy.
0: You could buy an alternative <laughs> line there. Thank you everybody right, my, for joining us. They're, they're knocking if on my door here. They're kicking me episode. out of
1: the hotel.
0: Okay, great. Yes. All right, forget forget the outro. Like this. Thank you guys. Appreciate it.